God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of, of Christians, Christians broadcast, broadcast either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, the Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I have an incredible, powerful, prophetic message concerning Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Atonement, and the Jewish New Year 5780 and 2020, and its powerful connection to the U.S. and Israel election cycles as well as the church. On September 29th, Jews all around the world will be celebrating Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah literally means the head of the year. And the biblical name for Rosh Hashanah is Yom Teruah, which literally means day of shouting or blasting. I believe 5780 and 2020 is going to literally be just that exactly just how the walls around the city of Jericho fell to Joshua and the Israelites. In Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, which says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. And then on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a long blast on the trumpets. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone straight in. Rosh Hashanah is the first of the high holy days known also as the days of awe, which include 10 days of repentance, as well as Yom Kippur, known as the Day of Atonement, being the holiest day of the year in Judaism. Now, Rosh Hashanah is a two-day celebration that begins on the first day of Tishria, which is the seventh month of the ecclesiastical year in contrast to the ecclesiastical year where the first month nisan the passover month marks israel's exodus from egypt rosh hashanah marks the beginning of the civil year 
according to the teachings of Judaism, and it's the traditional anniversary of the creation of Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, according to the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, and the inauguration of humanity's role in God's world. According to one secular opinion, the holidays owes its timing to the beginning of the economic year in the Southwest Asia and Northeast Africa marking the start of the agricultural cycle. Now, Rosh Hashanah customs include sounding of the shofar, which is a hollowed out ram's horn as prescribed in the Torah, following the prescription of the Hebrew Bible to raise a noise. On Yom Teruah, its rabbinical customs include attending synagogue services and reciting special verses about the teshuva as well as enjoying festival meals eating symbolic foods is now a tradition such as apples dipped in honey hoping to evoke a sweet new year now when i get a little more in depth about the jewish year for 5780 you're gonna see how yom Tarura plays a consistent theme for year 2020 or 5780, this theme of shouting and praising. Now, every year for the last five years, I release a prophetic word concerning the new year and prophetic season. And as each year passes, I'm always amazed and astonished at the accuracy and influence of God's prophetic and biblical word. I always teach people in every single message that there are no such things as coincidences or accidents. Not that everything is God's will or planning, but rather that God uses everything according to his will and divine plan, as it says in Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus. So it's never a matter of if God is speaking, but rather what is God speaking? Because God is always speaking. He's unlimited in communication, unlike we are. He isn't limited in communication or language but he's got the entire vast amount of time, space, and matter among his entire creation to speak to us if we simply can recognize him. Now, one of his ways he chooses to speak to us is through patterns, themes, numbers, dates, festivals, and years. Now, I want to make a very important note here that I am no way, shape, or form a date setter, nor do I believe in setting dates only God the Father knows the date, the time, and the hour of his return. I simply help to apply understanding to the times and the seasons in which we are living in. Bring understanding to the situation that's, to the season that we're living in. And we are without a doubt living in one of the most greatest and historic prophetical times of all of creation. We are witnessing nearly the completion and the fulfillment of God's word and it's entirely with Israel. Now, September 29th, it will be the Jewish year 5780. That's literally just about a month away. And of course, on January 1st, it will be the year 2020. And there is a direct connection between the numbers 80, 20, 10, and 2. They all go hand to hand together and in unity. That tells me that there is a great sign of unity. And what is spiritual will manifest physically. And what is physically will manifest spiritually. Also, what is occurring in Israel will affect the rest of the world. And the rest of the world will impact 
what is going on in Israel. Everything is shifting into a prophetic season. And I'm calling 2020 in the year 5780 a prophetic powerhouse year where a slight window is going to be open just precisely at the perfect moment exactly while our election cycles are taking place. And if you haven't paid any attention to the Israeli elections and politics, you'll know that Israel was forced to have to redo their election, which will occur this month in September. So this is not a coincidence, my friends. This is telling me that the Lord is getting his house in order. So pay very close attention to what's going on. So in this message, we're going to be taking a very special look at the Hebrew letters pay for the number 80, yod for the number 20, bet for the number two, and kaf, which makes up the letter for pay in order to get a full prophetic picture of what this year means and what it looks like to us. The number 80 in the Jewish year, 5780, is the 17th Hebrew alphabet letter called pay, P-E-Y. When looking at the pictograph for pay, it looks like a mouth. And then there's also a hidden bet within the letter pay. So as I mentioned before, concerning Rosh Hashanah and Yom Teruah, which literally means day of shouting or blasting. The words pay means mouth, expression, vocalization, speech, and breath. Pay follows the letter A-N, suggesting that understanding is perceived through the eyes first prior to verbal expression. In other words, a wise person observes first before offering an opinion. While A-N gives insight, but it is the mouth that gives insight expression. Now, there are some traditions among Jewish scholars that claim that the letter Pay is made up of two other letters of Kaf and Yod. K-A-F and Y-O-D. The Hebrew letter Kaf represents the number 20, as in the year 2020. And Yod represents the number 10, as in a decade. Both are presently upon us. That is the connection between the Jewish year, 5780, and the Gentile year of 2020. There are both election cycles for the United States as well as Israel. Now, right now, the president of the United States is President Donald Trump, who is both famous for his real estate properties and his name, which is, which is also biblically, prophetically significant. Matthew 24, 31, which says, He shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And also Revelation 1.10, which says, That I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, what I'm saying, I'm not saying that the rapture is going to occur this coming year. And I'm not saying that the second coming of the Lord is upon us. But what I'm saying is that perhaps the Lord is sending us many signals and all these things are working together. And they're telling us, get ready. 
Because at any moment, he can return and he, he can be coming. Now, President Trump is also planning to reveal his Middle East peace plan for Israel, which I do not believe is the end time seven year tribulation peace treaty. But rather, this Middle East peace plan will center and focus on strengthening Israel and Jerusalem, giving them Israel the chance and the ability to pave the way for the building of the third Jewish temple. And it lays down the foundation and groundwork for when the seven-year tribulation period does arrive. Now, many speculate that this plan will include a big financial incentive for Palestinians if they relocate to Jordan, which is also prophesied in the Bible concerning the area of Moab. Now, as mentioned before concerning the word pay in the year 5780, the letter pay is made up of two other letters of Kaf and Yod. The letter Yod representing the number 10. Yod is the number 10 in Hebrew and is a number marking completion and order. There were 10 things created on the first day and 10 things created at the end of the sixth day of creation. There were 10 generations from Adam to Noah, suggesting that godlessness of those generations were made complete. There were 10 generations from Noah to Abraham, suggesting that godless, the godliness of those generations were made complete. There were 10 plagues issued during the exodus of Egypt. God gave us 10 commandments, and the 10th part is what we give to the Lord as a tithe is holy to the Lord. There are also 10 days of awe culminating in Yom Kippur. Yon is also the first letter uh, for the divine name of Yahweh and the name of the Savior of the world, Yeshua, thus indicating its preeminence. It is also the first letter for the four names given to the Jewish people. Now, Yod being the smallest of the letters is also a picture of humility. This is very significant and has a lot to do with the church and what's about to take place. Yod can also be seen as a mark of humility in the text that says that Moses was the most humble man upon the face of the earth. Numbers 12.3. Now, the Jewish scribes also say that the extra Yod is inserted in the word Anna, meaning humble or meek, to emphasize the humility of Moses. Now, Israel is likewise called the smallest of the nations in Deuteronomy 7.7 and is considered a type of Yod before the great nations of the earth. Because of its humility, Yod is adorned with a small ascending tag or asterisk that points to God and the cause of Yod is a small seraph at the bottom of the face of the Yod's head and is the smallest of all markings made in the Hebrew text. This most likely refers to the little Yeshua spoken in Matthew 5.18 and Luke 16.17. In the Jewish scriptural arts known as the Sofrat, the Torah scroll is invalid if it lacks even this seraph of the Yod, the smallest of all letters. Even though it is small, Yod is vital, since without the coats of Yod, the entire Torah is to be considered invalid. God delights in using the small. He delights in the weak, 
and the insignificant to demonstrate his glory and his power. If you're brought low or of little stature in this world, you can trust that your life is important to God since every letter of the Torah and of Scripture is important. No two letters are the same, so you can trust that your life is significant in God's Word and in His great plan that words, all things work together for the good of those who love Him. Now, right now, the church is in a transition period waiting for another great outpouring and the revival of the Holy Spirit. Just as President Trump signified a huge shifting of political power and influence in the nation, there is also a great shifting which is taking place within the church. On March 16th, I received a prophetic word straight from the Lord, which I believe relates to the year 5780 and 2020. So I'm going to read it for you. And this word is also found published right on our website if you want to look at it in detail, tribeofchristians.com slash prophecy. This word reads, And I hear the voice of the Lord, and I hear him saying, Unity, unify my people, bring the entire offering into the storehouse that there may be food in my house to eat, and see that I do not open up the floodgates of heaven. You are the offering, and my people, the harvest, are the food. I hear the voice of a herald and a trumpet. There's that word again. A messenger has been assigned and given the wings of an eagle. Look, the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. Every people from every tribe and tongue have come together to give praise and honor to the Lord. Give him a sword. Give him a shield for he brings down strongholds and raises up the sea. He's putting a king's robe on me. The robe that he gave to David from King Saul. He's giving me his sword. He's given me his shield. He has set before me the kingdom. He has given me the honor of a king, but I am nothing deserving of it. He is sending me out to fight the battle that Saul has set out. He is sending me out to the fields where his people are gathered. With a shout and with a trump, there's that theme again. David brought him down with a rock, but by the sword of the Lord, by the mouth of the Lord, has brought this one down, and the name of the Lord is glorified. There is that consistent theme again. The mouth, with the shout, with the trump. Now the harvest is the Lord's, and the kingdom is his. They have fortified their right as Saul was cast aside. They are like Esau who despised his birthright and gave it to Jacob. And the kingdom is passing into the hands of David. Those who go out and fight the Lord's battles. Those who deliver his people. Those who honor the Lord with their hearts in truth and in obedience and in faith. And David was undignified. And his wife rebuked him because it, because he danced before the Lord and she despised him. So David was undignified. Those who are undignified for the Lord's sake, for the sake of the Lord, who despise because of his sake, the kingdom is shifting and there is a great move. We have become undignified by the joy of the Lord and his joy is magnified. Now that word can be found published on our website, tribeofchristians.com slash prophecy. And it's passing of the kingdom from Saul to David. Now, what this means, what that word means, 
is that there is a generation of Christians who are out there right now, and many of you are listening to this message right now, and they're considered as an outcast to the church. These people are the despised. They're the undignified people, the people that are not accepted by the mainstream church. Now consider David when he was the last born, not the firstborn. He was also the smallest of his brothers and wasn't considered a warrior, but rather a shepherd boy. Likewise, there is an entire people out there who are considered the least or the last born among the church in of your time, which is coming. Also consider George Whitfield, the great evangelist who's given the credit for the Great Awakening just prior to the American Revolutionary War. George Whitfield was kicked out of many churches and wasn't allowed to preach in the main churches, so he went out to the field, stood on a stump, and would preach. And that's where one of the first revivals across America took place. Because the generation of the church right now is like Saul. They've been occupying a space and have allowed the enemy to rise up like in the instance of the Philistines and of Goliath. It wasn't Saul that was in front of the battle line. The Bible says it was David that had the faith to face Goliath, not Saul. And where was the king of Israel? When the king of Israel should have been leading the battle, Saul was in his tent. But yet David, he wasn't even a king yet. He went out and fought the Lord's battle with the power and the anointing of a king long before he ever held the position of a king. So likewise, there are churches, there are pastors, Christians, and leaders who are in their positions like Saul, but yet they have been sitting back while the enemy has been prospering. There are many of you out there who are like David, who have been acting in the power of the anointing, doing the work without the titles and without the positions. This is very important to remember here. Now, at the beginning of this year, when I gave the prophetic word for 2019 or 5779, I prophesied that this year would be the year of abortion and the fight for the unborn would be upon us. Because the church has sat out for over 30 plus years and have said and done nothing about it to where it has gotten to the point to where it is today, where states like New York have passed extreme late-term abortion laws. And I published that word several weeks before that law was passed. And you can read it on our website in the prophetic section. Now, in response, the Lord gave a strong prophetic word and a rebuke to the churches in New York. He held them responsible, indicating that judgment is coming to New York because of what has occurred. So the Lord is about to make a great shift in the church and through the financial markets that will cause the meek, the homeless, and the humble to prosper. As his word tells us, he exalts the humble and humbles the proud. Now, as I mentioned before, that the letter pay is made up of two other letters of Kaf and Yod. Yod symbolizing humility, signifying the the gener- what he's about to do within the church. Now, the Hebrew letter kaf means palm of a hand and also what might be contained within the palm of the hand and also symbolizes grace. 
The word spoon in Hebrew is the word kaf, which also resembles a palm as a container. Now, the value of the letter kaf is the same value for the word yod, which is hand, and twice the value of the letter yod. Kaf comes from a root word, kafa, meaning to bend or bow down, suggesting a the concave shape of the body or the shape of a crown on the king's head. In Jewish mysticism, the two letters of the word kaf are the initial letters of the two Hebrew words koik and pio, suggesting that kaf enables the latent power of the spiritual to made actual in the physical. Let me say that again, suggesting that it and kaf enables the latent power of the spiritual to be made actual in the physical. What's spiritual will become tangible. Now think of the story of what happened with Moses and in the battle when Moses held up his arms and his staff over the battlefield and the Israelites would win. And when Moses lowered his staff and his arms, they would lose the battle. That's representation of what takes place in the spiritual well, is manifested physically. A perfect example of that. Now, the literal meaning of kaf is palm, which is considered the location where the potential of the yod or the hand is actualized. Now, for this reason, we bless in the, tr- in the Israeli tradition, we bless children with palms facing them, and we envision God as having his palms over us. For this image suggests the calling forth of the latent power of the spirit within for manifestation in the physical world. That's where we get the tradition of laying the palms of our hands on top of people and on their heads for a blessing. Now the letter cough resembles the letter bet, which we understand to be a picture of the Messiah Jesus. When we prefix ourselves to the Lord Jesus, we will be conformed to his image and resemble him. Just as cough resembles the bet, and since cough pictures the palms of the hands, we will moreover resemble Jesus in our work, in our sacrifice for others. Jesus was pierced in the middle of both of his palms to the cross, and therefore is by the name and the power of Christ in which we are both saved and blessed. So in other words, what this is telling me is that not only is there a great transition about to take place where God is about to position the humble into the positions of authority and of influence, but that what we have been seeking, praying, and moving in the spirit will become a realization in the physical for the years 5780 or 2020. Personally, it means the open door for your calling and your ministry in the prayers for your family. For the church, it means revival and outpouring of the Spirit and unity. And for the nation, it means prosperity and the influence, including the re-election of President Donald Trump. And then for Israel, it means the holy site and the third temple. It means real estate and the strengthening of Israel. Now notice the hidden bed within the inner space of the letter pay. It is referred that the invisible letter pay represents 
the word of God that was created, that created the heavens and the earth. In other words, the very first letter of the scriptures is a picture that the word of God is the agency behind the entire universe. The shape or morph of the letter is required when a scribe writes the Torah. Now, bet is the second letter of the alphabet having the numerical value of two. And the pictograph for bet is a house or dwelling. And the architecture of the classical Hebrew letter likewise looks something like a house constructed of three vavs. Now, notice the opening on the left side of the letter. It functions as a window for the letter form. Bet is used with several names of the titles of God, including Bori Israel, which means creator of Israel, but it's primarily used with the Son of God, Ben Elohim. It was through the Word of God the entire universe and creation was spoke into existence. And John 1, 1 through 5, Jesus is represented as the Word of God during creation, which says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That life shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Now the dash on the hidden bet suggests that since pay means mouth, and bet means home, what is spoken within the home is likewise spoken outside the home. In other words, our private conversation within our homes will reflect itself in our public life. Conversely, what we speak in the public will also affect the quality of our life at home. Now, prophetically speaking, this tells me, just like in the Lord's Prayer modeled for us by Jesus, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven where you are. Now, this signifies unity it also signifies the fulfillment of God's word and his will. Like I said, what is taking place spiritually will manifest physically, and what is physical will manifest spiritually. This is going to be a significant prophetic year for both Israel and the church, mainly concerning unity, revival, outpouring of the spirit, and the prophetic word in the kingdom. The letter pay also represents the number 17, since it's the 17th letter in the Hebrew alphabet representing the value of 80. Now, the number 80 is the age of Moses when he was called to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and seems to indicate the sign of strength in human life and the deliverance of oppression. The letter pay has both a medial form and a sophit form. The medial form is said to be bent in humility, suggestive of a closed mouth. Now the sophit form is said to be open and upright. Now the tradition is that we must be silent and humble before we straighten ourselves to speak. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 10:19, if the mouth cannot bring forth praise in the truth of the word, it should remain closed. Now if you remember in Luke chapter 1, 5 through 25 concerning the birth of John the Baptist, who is also the cousin of Jesus, when Gabriel, the same archangel who pronounced the birth of Christ, came to John's father, Zechariah, and told Zechariah that he was going to have a child, Gabriel muted Zechariah. He shut his mouth because of his doubt, so that in his doubt he would not speak against the word of the Lord spoken through Gabriel. 
So in other words, what I believe starting this year, the Lord will begin to mute the mouths of those who have been in doubt, who have been speaking and coming up against the word of the Lord, especially in the church. And will reverse, open the mouths of those who are in faith and have been muted by those who have been in doubt. Have there been folks who have been praying against you and your family? Have you felt like there have been more people against you and supporting you than there have been for you and encouraging you? The Lord is about to deal with the spirit of jealousy and envy, the spirit of offense in the church. And all those people who have been against the true word of the Lord are about to be silenced. And consider what's going on in our nation right now with President Trump. Many people are trying to silence him and conservatives for speaking the truth because it's offensive. But notice that each time the media publishes a story about something that Trump said in hopes to demonize him, the Lord turned it around only to prosper Trump even more ultimately leading to his election. Don't be afraid of speaking the truth. Do not shallow away from speaking at all. Be strong and courageous. Continue to speak the truth and stand on the truth. What's going to happen is the Lord will use it to your advantage and to prosper that word and it will go against those who have been speaking against you and the Lord. The year 2020, 5780, is the year of the mouth. As Jesus said, it is not what goes in your body that defiles you, but rather what comes out. Now, like I mentioned before, a complete transformation and a shift within the church is occurring. I also want to reference another prophetic word in which the Lord gave me through a dream concerning the election year 2020 with President Trump which you can also read on our website in our prophetic section. Now the Lord gave me a revelation, a prophetic word about the 2018 midterm elections, which will result in a significant move in faith and in prayer for the president, for the nation and the body of Christ. In that word, the Lord revealed to me that the midterm election results were allowed to happen to humble the president and move him and the nation to genuine faith and prayer in Christ. And that the outcome would be unity for both the nation and for the church. Y'all, the Lord also revealed to me that the 2018 midterm elections would play a larger significant role dealing with the 2019 abortion and antichrist propaganda. So there's a lot going on with this coming year. And looking at everything in conclusion, when it all adds up, there's no way that the timing of all of these things is just one big coincidence. Everything is telling me that there not only is going to be a powerful shift for both the church and for Israel, but there's also going to be a great move on God's people, the people of God, through an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and a move in unity. I also believe that there will be great shifts in the financial markets causing a big tip over that's going to favor those and God. They're about to, he's about to put people in a position of influence. I believe the tides are upon us and about to change in a major way. Are you ready for God's great move upon your life? Have you been waiting and diligently seeking Him? Has your heart been yearning for unity and healing among God's people? And if so, if you're in complete unity and agreement, I want you to please pray with me in agreement. The year 5780, the year of the mouth, the year of pay, the value of the number 80, 
in of 2010 and two are all working together in unison in unison all at the same time signifying that there is a shift in humility and in unity a shift towards grace and a shift toward the physical manifestation of the spirit the gifts of the spirit and the word of the lord will be present dear heavenly father we thank you for who you are we thank you for your word and for your holy spirit and for your precious son jesus who died on the cross and forgave us of our sins father we pray in confession of this word in agreement and in unity we pray for your kingdom come and your will be done in this earth and in our lives as it is in heaven where you are lord i pray that you begin to activate the callings upon your people and begin to pour out your spirit in miraculous healing and revival that you may be glorified through the unity of your people we pray for the revealing of your gospel message through your son jesus we pray for deliverance for the humbling and edification in your great name jesus we pray amen now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com as well as our facebook page please don't forget to like share and subscribe to this message to receive future updates and teachings as well as to help us to spread the gospel message also, please feel free to message or email us concerning any comments, questions, or concerns you may have. Now, this concludes our message. I am the Chief Sinner, Brandon Dawson, with the Tribe of Christians. May God continue to bless you and be with you always.